You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 81 of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We're going to take you through our Canadian Football League West Division preview. Yesterday, if you missed the East Division preview, you can go ahead and go back. Not right now, but you can go back and listen to episode 80. We had podcast creators talk about their respective teams. Today, we're going to have the West Division talk about their respective teams. And those teams are the BC Lions, the Calgary Stampeders, the Edmonton Elks, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Before we do that, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And on YouTube, subscribe, hit notification bell for when videos are released. On the podcast side, our home base is Spreaker. You can also subscribe wherever you podcast. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, basically any podcast platform. And if you could, please rate the podcast. Five stars is optimal. And also leave a review because we might even read it on the air. Ratings and reviews are great because that means more people know about this podcast. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk with Charles from Let's Talk CFL about the BC Lions outlook for 2022. Stay tuned. You're listening to No Credentials Required. In the Clutch features the best and officially licensed MLBPA and MLSPA clothing. 
and the Clutch features teams from every city like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and more. It also features designs for every league, including Major League Baseball, the National Football League, the NBA, and the NHL. Plus, check out exclusive collections as well as vintage wear. Head to intheclutch.com, enter promo code NOCREDS at checkout for 10% off your order. And here to talk, see the, the uh, BC Lions is one of the co- one of the hosts, uh, the uh, panelists on the Let's Talk CFL podcast. We're going to bring in Charles Cliff. Charles, how are we doing this afternoon? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? Good, thank you. I appreciate you joining me on No Credentials Required, uh, part of our CFL preview. Well, I'm glad to be here. Glad to help out. All right. So uh, we'll start off in. Let's go back to 2021. We're going to go in the Wayback Machine, go to 2021. And if you have one word to describe your BC Lions in 2021, which word would it be and why? Inconsistent, because in the short 14-game season, uh, because of COVID, obviously, the BC Lions Mm. were kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. If you look at the BC Lions 2021 season, it started off very well. In fact, they won four of their six games. And then there was a game, there's game number seven, where they're up against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and they led the entire game until there was about eight seconds left. And Cody Fajardo, on a one-yard sneak, scores a touchdown. And that just kind of set the BC Lions into a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only won one game the rest of the way. They lost a close game in overtime to the Toronto Argonauts. So a good uh, first six games and then the last eight were not so good. In fact, they were kind of disastrous because there were a few blowouts in that game. So it was a very uh, an encouraging start and a very disappointing ending. Now, let's 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 put 2021 in a, in a, in a vault. We'll have our top men look after him, but let's go back to, let's go to 2022. Mm-hmm. What's got you and other BC Lions fans excited for 2022? Well, I think the big thing, and it's not just the BC Lions fans, that I think fans right across the CFL is going to really want to see what the progress of Nathan Rourke is going to be. It's uh, been a very rare thing for a Canadian starting CFL quarterback. In fact, the last regular one was Russ Jackson, who played back in the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. Nathan Rourke was anointed the starter for the BC Lions upon Michael Riley's uh, retirement. So mm-hmm. um, it's really kind of uncharted territory for quite a long time. And Nathan Rourke he had a very good college career in Ohio. Uh, he was a two-time winner of the John Cornish Trophy. But there's always been that kind of stigma with Canadian quarterbacks, even mm-hmm. here in the CFL. Um, he did show very good flashes last year. He didn't play a lot last year. He did. He was that surprise starter in uh, the season opener in Saskatchewan and had a bit of a rough patch early on, but started to settle in. So he had some spot um, uh, work throughout the year with uh, Riley going down with injuries a few times, and he actually started the final game against the Edmonton Elks at the end of the season and did very, played very well and was actually named a CFL Offensive Player of the Week. So mm-hmm. people are hoping that they can take that performance and build off of it. He looked pretty good in the preseason game last week against Saskatchewan. So I think that's really something that uh, all of us BC Lions fans are very much interested in seeing how it progresses. Are BC Lions fans excited for a full 18-game season of Lucky Whitehead? 
I, I can't say no because this guy was <laughs> spectacular last year, right from the get-go. I believe he had two or three 80 or 70-plus yard touchdowns, which is uh, a rarity. But this guy is the total package. He's fast. He can mm-hmm. catch. He's great on kick returns. And even off the field, he's entertaining. He's kind of a flamboyant guy. So he's a guy that I think all BC Lions fans and all le- fans in the league in general uh, are probably going to be excited to watch. Now, on the flip side, we got things that we're excited about. I want to talk about. Let's talk about things that BC Lions fans are kind of concerned about. What are some BC? What are you and BC, uh, other BC Lions fans concerned about for this season? Right now, I would say that it would be the lines on both sides of the ball, both the offensive mm-hmm. line and the defensive line. The offensive line has been an adventure, so to speak, for the last uh, two to three years. Uh, If we remember going back to the 2019 season before COVID, it was a rough, rough ride. Michael Riley was getting buried over and over again. They were somewhat improved in 2021, but they still had some issues there. And on the flip side of the ball, the defensive line. Now, the Lions were not a great team at getting pressure on the quarterback last year. That's something that really needs to be improved on this year because the Lions, if you look on paper, they've got a great-looking secondary with the – the addition of Delvin Bro into that secondary. They've got a very good uh, linebacking core with uh, uh, Bola Combo and um, Lucius Purifor coming back. They've got Jordan Williams on the defense, who is a um, the uh, reigning CFL Rookie of the Year. But the defensive line is the big question mark right now, along with the offensive line for the BC Lions. All right. So who is one player – that fans across the league should keep their eye on in terms of the BC lines this year. Who's one person you got your eye on who others should be, who also others should look at as well. Uh, uh, slot back Javon Katoy, a Canadian slot back uh, played his junior football here in BC with the Langley Rams uh, with a rookie in 2019 took baby steps, showed further improvement uh, in 2021. I think this is, could very well be a breakout year this year. This guy is big. He's a nice big receiver, six foot three, so he's a big target for Nathan Rourke. He's got speed, and when he's running with the ball, he was a very strong runner. So I think he's a guy that can take the next step uh, for the Lions uh, in 2022. As someone who does play CFL fantasy over so often, I'll definitely keep that name in mind for sure. <laughs> Now, yep. in terms of wins, what is your ceiling and what's your floor for this BC Lions team? Again, uh, how Nathan Rourke goes, I think, is how the BC Lions are going to go. I could see the Lions, if Nathan Rourke continues to build on his um, you know, rookie performance and progresses the way he should – I honestly could see this BC Lions team winning 10 or 11 games. I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibility. They'll need to do some things. Like I said, the line play on both sides of the ball are going to have to be good. If it struggles and the offensive line continues to be a problem, it could be a a bit of a longer year in BC. It could be a four to six win team uh, this year. I'm hoping that's not the case. And uh, you know, it's uh, it could go either way. So it's really interesting. Uh, So, Literally, it could be a four or five win season, or I think it could be a 10 or 11 win season. It's all, if the the stars align, it could be, uh, you know, a much better season than a lot of people are thinking it could be. All right. Charles Owen, thank you for your time. Where can people find you and where can people find the Let's Talk CFL podcast? 
Well, we have, uh, the, of course, like you just said, the Let's Talk CFL podcast, which can be downloaded anywhere where uh, podcasts can be downloaded. iTunes, uh, you, uh, I believe Podbean. Uh, I think we're still on Stitcher, so there. And then you can also find us with the podcast. We also have the Let's Talk CFL Facebook group uh, mm. on Facebook. And we have Let's Talk groups for all C- nine CFL teams. So, in fact, I think we even have one for the Atlantic Schooners, even though they don't exist yet. But, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find that and you can search that in Facebook. And we've got groups for right across Facebook. All right. Charles Cliff, panelist for the Let's, CF- Let's Talk CFL podcast. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And this is the Calgary Stampeders preview for the No Credentials Required CFL preview. And with me now is the host of the Horseman Radio podcast, also contributor at Three Down Nation. I've got Ryan Ballantyne. Ryan, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing quite good. And it's a little rainy here in my part of the world, but I'm sure in Calgary and you know it's called it's what's called God's country. It's a it's a pretty <laughs> nice day. <laughs> yeah, we've always got uh, I mean, you know, the, the expression around here is if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. Um, same we, here. <laughs> we can get all four seasons in twenty four hours. Uh it'll it'll be uh it'll be snowing a foot and then the next day it'll be seventy degrees Fahrenheit. So um, you know, we, we get the wild and wacky up here, but, uh, but wild and wacky is, uh, appropriate for the, for the league we that we know and love. So yes, uh, yeah, it's, it's not so bad up here. Absolutely. All right. So my first question, I'm going to ask this for, I'm asking this for all of the other teams in this. So if you have one word to describe last season for your Calgary Stampeders, which word would it be and why? I'd say truncated. Uh, that's the word I'm going to use for last season. That's a, that's a good word in Scrabble. It's a, right? It's a, it's a double, double point score for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, th- the season was too short for the Calgary Stampeders last year. They came down the stretch at six and two. They came out of not having a training camp because of COVID um, and getting right into the regular season. They stumbled out of the gate. And, and really that 14 game season really kind of hampered their development. So uh, they were, they were really not good in the first half of the season, but in the back half of the season, they looked incredible. A couple more weeks to gel. And I think the Stampeders might've been competing for the great cup. So, uh, you know, the, the disappointment of not winning the championship last season is because of the truncated regular season. All right. So we're now we're moving to back to full season in 2022. Thank, thank the good Lord for that. Also, we avoided having to wait additional wait for another shortened season because of the CBA that got all that stuff figured out. I'm sure you you are in pins and needles like like most CFL fans. Yeah, just but, refreshing constantly. Yeah. <laughs> refresh over and over and over again. Re- refresh, refresh, refresh. So what should a lot what should you what are you most looking forward to this season and what should other Calgary Stampeders fans be most excited about for the season well I think what the Stampeders are most excited about is that they're returning most of their core mm-hmm. every year for the last three decades the Stampeders get decimated in the offseason by players who are moving to other cities to get bigger contracts or they're moving to the NFL, which happens with regularity out of this market. And so Calgary mm-hmm. finds guys, they they mine their talent, they turn them into superstars, and then it seems they, they send them out into the wilderness uh, to help benefit everybody else. <laughs> what we've got this season is a return of 
the vast majority of the offensive core, the offensive line returned almost en masse uh, with the exception of the returning Derek Dennis, uh, who's who's back for his third tour of duty. And uh, it played very well in that preseason opener. Um, and then we've also got Kadeem Carey, Bo Levi Mitchell, Reggie Bagleton, Kamar Jordan. You're not trying to find new pieces offensively. The chemistry's already there and it exists and it will allow the Stamps to hit the ground running on, on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, they've just got some absolute studs that are out to make names for themselves. And uh, that's where you've got a, a couple younger players and a couple guys that are looking forward to getting their first starts. But um, Fleur and Oramalade stays healthy. Uh, that defensive line is going to be absolute dynamite as well. Now, there's something obviously a lot of teams are excited about what they're having this this what they're excited about what they're excited about this year. But what are some concerns that some Sam said that uh, you have for the Stampeders? Well, I think Bo Levi Mitchell's shoulder is our primary concern here in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Will it be what it once was, or if it's not what it once was, will it be a serviceable shoulder? Um, and uh, Bo's saying he's throwing pain-free for the first time, uh, you know, in, in years. But at the same time, he came out in the preseason and threw two interceptions and had a turnover on downs in his three series. Um, mm. One of those interceptions, you know, was, was a clear miscommunication with the receiver who, who ran the corner route instead of the post route. Um, and Bo threw to the post and it was picked off. Uh, the second one was a, a tighter contested ball in the end zone, but one that the, the the DB made a nice play on. But nevertheless, you know, three for 10 in his first preseason performance, Bo Levi Mitchell's health um, is is the primary concern for this team going forward. All right. So let's talk about some of the some of the players that you're excited about this season. What's, what, who is one player in particular that fans of other teams should keep their eye on this season for the Calgary Stampeders? Well, I think, I think everybody knows who Kadeem Carey is, but I don't think they know what Kadeem Carey is capable of. Um, the Stampeders last year, when they started winning, it was because they were giving Kadeem Carey the ball. And so while he did end up, I think, with the second most yards in the season last year, he was really underutilized in the first half of the year. So Kadeem Carey could be the guy that surprises everybody in how dominant he can be when given the opportunity. Um, that That's the primary guy I would watch for in this offense. You can mm. see that the Stampeders are returning to a more balanced approach than they've had in previous seasons. They kind of got away from that run-pass balance uh, for a while and, and started moving from that kind of 55-45, 60-40 stretch into almost a 70-30 run for a while. And and they've really kind of they got back to those margins in the second half of the season, and it really paid off. So Kadeem Carey, again, if he stays healthy, is going to be uh, the straw that stirs the drink, I think, for the Stampeders offensively. Now, I got to follow up on that qu on that question offensively. They got, the, the, the Stampeders are bringing like a lot of their receivers they had lost either because of free agency or, uh, in Reggie Begleton's case, he went to the NFL for a couple seasons, and now he's back with the team. Depending on Bo Levi Mitchell's shoulder his and his health overall – do you think that will have that will they'll have that more established balance like between a 55 and a 55 45 a 60 40 or if 
his shoulder starts to let him down, we'll have that 70 30 uh, run to pass ratio, especially with, well, especially that, that with, a, with, with a running back like Kadeem Hart. Yeah, like, like, yeah, uh, that would Kadeem be Kerr. wildly in the other direction. I mean, the Stampeders have never been more than a, more than a 60 40 pass run uh, mm. split. So if it were even to get to 50 50, I think that would be a dramatic change here in Calgary. Um, but if, you know, with Reggie Bagleton being as good as he is, with Kamar Jordan finally being healthy again, mm-hmm. if Bo can find them with consistency, it, it will start to become about what the defense gives the offense. Is the defense going to stack the box to try and stop Kadeem Carey and give us single coverage on those stud receivers downfield? Or are they going to drop guys back into coverage to not let Bagleton and and Kamar Jordan beat you deep and instead take away everything from the deep ball and make you beat them with short yardage situation in the run game? So Mm -hmm. it will be, I think, up to defenses how they choose to treat the weapons of the Stampeders, how the Stampeders will play offensively. I would expect to see it far more often that that we see a lot of Kadeem carry, um, especially in the early going of games to establish that run. And that allows that big home run throw down to Bagleton or Jordan down, down the field. Okay. So my next to last question for wins in terms of wins, what's your ceiling and what's your floor for the Calgary Stampeders this year? Uh, I'm not sure whether or not you've heard anything about me. Obviously, your listeners haven't heard me before. I only have one prediction every season. I have Break one. Up. It's the same prediction every season. It's 18 wins in the regular season out of 18 <laughs> games and the Great Cup because I'm a fan of this team. Yeah. And so as a fan of this team, and I don't know any fan that's walked into a stadium and said, well, I'm okay if we lose this week. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know what? I'm. I'm I think – If my team loses five times this season, I'm going to be happy about that. No, you're not. You're happy about (laughs) it in retrospect. But in the moment, you never want to see your team lose. So for that reason, I never predict my team will lose. We're going to go 18-0 in the regular season. We're going to win both of the playoff games and take home a Grey Cup championship again because uh, the Stampeders have been the class of the league for 30 years, and that's not changing anytime soon. Well, if nothing, you're not – you're definitely – I can't say you're not confident. Let's put it that way, Ryan. (laughs) Look, will it happen? Probably not. It hasn't happened since the Stampeders went undefeated in 1948. But that doesn't mean that I can't start out every season with the hope and fervor that finally the Stampeders will just do what I want them to do every week, and that's put up a W. All right, Ryan Ballantyne, thanks so much for joining me. Where can people find you on social media? Where can they find your podcast, and where can they find your articles? Uh, so BB Can Ryan is is where you'll find me. Uh, that is not an acronym for something else, as you can see from my skin tone. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> I was also on Big Brother Canada, and that's the account that was created when I was there. So uh, oh, BB wow. Can Ryan is how you can find me on all social media platforms. You can find the podcast Horseman Radio. We're uh, recording our first episode of our fifteenth season wow. coming up here. Uh, on Thursday night. So we're going to be recording that and putting it out. And then, uh, so you can find Horseman Radio on all your major uh, podcast platforms. Uh, and then, of course, at 3downnation.com, I write the post game analysis every week for the Stampeders in their games. Uh, right now, you can find out about what I thought about the 41 6 beatdown they put on the Lions just a few nights ago. All right, Ryan Ballantyne doing a lot. Doing- Lots of things for the Calgary <laughs> Stampeders. A little bit of everywhere. A little, little bit of everything. Thank you so much for joining me. Join me on No Credentials Required. Yeah, pleasure as always, man. Thank you. 
This broadcast is brought to you by Mohawk Honda. At Mohawk Honda, the team can find what you're looking for by searching our lot or the entire eastern seaboard just for you. But the real opportunity for you right now is either trading in or selling your vehicle. Mohawk Honda buys cars, and in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than what you paid for it. The supply chain is still facing challenges, which creates a selling opportunity for you. And as always, the team at Mohawk Honda will make the buying and selling experience very easy. You know them as Cars with Kern, Swoboda, Trust Trav Landry, Louis the VIP Man Morales, Cam Seabach, Let's Do a Deal McKenna, Drive with Deanna Coles, My Guy, Easy Evans Whalen, or you can just talk to the leader in charge, General Manager Greg Johnson. At Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia, they want to buy your car, and they always go out of their way to please you. And here to preview the Edmonton Elks season for 2022, I'm going to bring in from the Turf District podcast, this is Andrew. He's one of the co-hosts. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on, Ryan. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much for for joining me, uh, t- taking the time to join me today. So I- I've asked this to other podcasters. I'm going to ask the same thing for you. If you had one word to describe last season for the Edmonton Elks, which word would it be and why? D- do you have like a, like a bleep button? Because that would... <laughs> probably be the best way to start try to keep it pg <laughs> okay all right let's go with crap i mean that's okay the, i mean it it was not a good year uh mm. not, like not even close and and i i would pick that because not only was it not good on the field it was mm. not good off the field um right. and the disconnect between the team and the fans was palpable last year and mm-hmm. uh and and then the poor performance on the field definitely kind of expanded it and and kind of made it worse. So, um, uh, yeah, w- not a good year overall. One one we're happy to forget. <laughs> yeah, 2021. Some teams are happy about it, their performance. Some teams are kind of eh about their performance, and some are they weren't happy. And I guess in Edmonton, they wasn't very happy at all. I could tell from from that response <laughs> no no from, from our point of view um we lost 2020 and 2021 <laughs> like we didn't, <laughs> you know that season didn't exist i'm quite sure of it yeah so um much like 1989 it just never happened right like yeah we're gonna, at least we're the gonna, breakup didn't yeah we're, so that's yeah uh, we're, we're, we're gonna store all those memories somewhere else where we can forget them all <laughs> uh, yeah somewhere in a diary where they can be scratched out and never remembered yeah it, 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 <laughs> uh, top men are taking care of it andrew top men (laughs) are taking care of those memories (laughs) exactly that's what it is (laughs) so we're moving on the two top 2022 now from what you're seeing and what you're what you're looking what you're looking at for in terms of roster in terms of of i guess you say a new culture for the edmonton elks what are you and also fans of the elks most excited about for your team this season well i think it was an entire roster turnover i mean Mm -hmm. Chris Jones comes in and does what Chris Jones does, brings in mm-hmm. his guys. And, uh, and now when you have a, you know, a, a three and 11 team, you need a lot of change anyway. And mm-hmm. so the, it, it's a massive overhaul. Um, I think because we had Chris Jones here before, uh, we all know what that defense is like. And so I think a lot of us are very excited to see what is that defense going to be like now with 
new guys. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's brought in some really interesting guys. Um, Dequellen Thomas uh, at linebacker looks like he's going to be uh, quite the player. And um, for the first time in a long time that I could think of, our secondary is probably one of the more stable parts of the team. And that <laughs> hasn't happened in a very long time. So I think right now we're really looking forward to what is that defense going to be like? Um, is it going to be as good as we think it is? And is that going to carry us through as our offense tries to kind of get together because there's so many new pieces on that, that offense for sure. All right. Now on the flip side of things, what are some of the biggest concerns that you and other Elks fans have for 2022? Well, I think the main one is that we're really not sure who our starting quarterback is. And and mm. I think if we watch the preseason game and and as much training camp as I've watched, I, I would say that Nick Arbuckle has stood out as the starter and he's done a, a lot of great things, a lot of leadership things. Um, he would be the guy I'd be looking to, to be the starter on day one. But again, uh, even he has the most experience maybe I think out of the quarterbacks that we have, and that's still not a lot of experience. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think there is a little bit of trepidation there on how, how is that going to work and how, when we've, we lose a guy like Matt O'Donnell on the offensive line, how is that offensive line going to be able to gel quickly enough to protect that quarterback and give him enough time to get the ball out? So, I think if there is anything that's kind of a concern, it'd probably be that. And and, and again, we know Chris Jones is, is definitely higher on defense than offense. So um, that might be the only concern. Yeah, I would say the very well-traveled Nick Arbuckle. He's, this is what his fourth, this was his fourth team in three years, going from Correct. Calgary to Ottawa to Toronto, back to Ottawa, and now with Edmonton. It's, it's crazy that Miles, he's had to travel and not get a lot of starts, but yeah, well, I mean, and that's the are thing, right? the, Are you hoping the best for him is in terms of in terms of hey, he's the guy he can lead this team. Uh, I am absolutely. Um, I finally got to meet him face to face this past Sunday, and he's a good dude. Um, yeah. And and I think he does show out on the field from from what we've seen in training camp. He's getting those connections. He's connecting, like he's talking with the receivers after the play, even when he's not the quarterback, he's kind of in the huddle to kind of figure out where, you know, what the next call is and how he can help the guys. I, I, I really think he's got a lot to offer and I'm excited to see what he can do with that. So yeah, I, I, I put all my hope in that he's going to come in and, and do great. All right. Now, who is one player that other teams should pay attention to and keep their eye on eye on out, eye on their keep their eye out for this season? Could it be someone who's a rookie or someone who's a second year player? Maybe a free agent pick that you kind of see who's kind of a diamond in the rough, so to speak, or just somebody you, 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 who we should all be paying attention to as CFL fans. All right. Well, there's. Uh... It's hard to pick just one. You can pick more than so one. Many quite all right. On this team, um, I don't know if he's going to be part of the starting roster, but it, maybe later in the season you might see. Uh, Karan Ashley has really stood out at the wide receiver position, um, mm-hmm. and it's one that I would definitely keep an eye on. 
but for a guy that we might see in in a little more regular rotation, um, I would say probably watch for Walter Fletcher to start doing more things because uh, I know we have James Wilder Jr. and I know that he's going to be doing a ton of stuff, but every time Walter Fletcher touches the ball, it's it's a big play. Um, that preseason game, he had the ball twice and had 47 yards. <laughs> and oh so, um, and I understand it's preseason. Don't get me wrong, but right. um, but the flashes in camp, he's he's hitting the line even faster than we thought before, and and he he could have a, a really big year if he, if he gets the reps. I guess is is my thing on that. So, um, and then on the defensive side. Uh, for a guy that's likely going to be getting regular snaps, uh, I really would recommend watching DeQuellen Thomas. And he's mm-hmm. uh, a linebacker. Um, he has stood out all camp. He's made big plays. He's uh, interceptions, knockdowns. Uh, he's very mobile. Um, and uh, he was our, uh, our our Jimmy Gaines Award winner this year for the the player that stood out, the new player that stood out at camp. So mm-hmm. I, I would definitely keep an eye on him. All right. Now, my question. This is my final question before I let the people know. Let the people know who where you are. Uh, but I've been asking about wins in terms of terms of wins this season. What's your mm-hmm. ceiling and what's your floor for wins for your Edmonton Elks? I know you got a lot of new. You got a lot of turnover with players and coaches and and also GM too. I, mean, I follow Victor Quee on Twitter. He, that guy is just. I can all the way here in Albany, New York, and in, 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 in Albany, New York, I can feel that energy <laughs> coming from every tweet he has. Like I wish, wish there was more of him, but actually, he clapped back me. I mean, once he's, I said, "I wish there were more of Victor Quees." He's like, "Yeah, I'll get, I'll get my mom on it." And I'm like, "Well done, well yeah, done, yeah, sir." He's he's witty. <laughs> he, he gets it. Um, when you talked about what I was most excited about for the season, that's probably what I should have said. Is Victor's running this team this year? Because mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Um, He's really empowered that team to do a lot of things uh, on and off the field. And I'm excited to see some of the things that he's going to do in game. uh, Some of the stuff he's going to do promotion wise. Uh, Yeah. I think there's going to be some huge steps from him. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I forget what your original question was. What was uh, the, when, Oh, uh, win and wins. Win floor for wins. Yes. Oh my. So, yeah, with the amount of turnover that we had and the fact that we're coming off a three and eleven season, um, I well, I already know what Valentine said, but I think that it's um, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that we're probably looking somewhere between seven and ten wins. Um, mm for okay. the Elks. And, and, and the reason that I say that is because Chris Jones knows how to get everything out of guys. And when he went from Edmonton, Saskatchewan, it was his first year being a GM uh, and a coach at the same time. And that roster was really beat up and he had to turn it over. Um, and so then the, the next year they had the three or four win season um, here. I think the roster that he had is a little, better in comparison but he also kind of knows how to run the gm slash coach position and and he i think he's leaning a bit more on g roy simon as the assistant gm to do some of that so i feel like he'd be able to just just based on installing his defense and and the uh, i guess the 
solidarity of that coaching staff. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we, I think we can look at at least double. So that would be six. Um, and uh, I'm going to give him an extra one just cause you know, it's Chris Jones and he finds ways to do things. So I'll, I'll say seven is a floor and 10 is a, as a height. And if we get over that, then I'll be overjoyed. Uh, you okay. know what? I'll be overjoyed if we win one at home. Let's start with one at home. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. That would be good. Then All we'll right. go from there. <laughs> All right. Andrew from the Turf District Podcast, thanks for joining me. Where can people find you? Where can people find your podcast? Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, you can find us on all of the social media, Facebook, Twitter. Well, I guess I shouldn't say all because there's 8 million of them now, but Facebook, yeah. Twitter and Instagram uh, at the Turf District. Um, and then on YouTube, if you look up our uh, our um, site there on YouTube, we usually record on Monday nights and we record the podcast live and you can ask questions as we go through. Um, this coming week, we're on a Sunday, but otherwise it's Monday nights throughout the entire year. All right. Andrew from the Turf District Podcast, thanks again for joining me. Thanks again, man. And here to discuss the Saskatchewan Rough Riders outlook for the 2022 season is from is a, one of the co-hosts of the Piffles Pod, Stephen. Stephen, how are we doing today, bud? Hey, I'm doing great. We're, we're getting close enough to football season that you can feel it. So no complaints on this side. Oh, I was going to say you shouldn't complain at all if it's football. It's going to be that close to the, that close to uh, happening, you know. <laughs> exactly. We're we've made it through another off season. Yes, absolutely. And we got an eighteen game season too, so it's it's a it's a very good thing. Yeah, the first full season in three years. Sign me up. All right. So let's go back to twenty twenty one. We'll go we'll go back in time in the Wayback Machine to the twenty twenty one season. If you have one word to describe your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which word which word would it be and why? Slightly underachieving. You know That's two we, words, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> we we made it to the West Final and by all accounts we should have won that game. You caused six turnovers in the first half against mm -hmm. the defending champs. You, you should win that games 100 that game 100 times out of 100 um you know we've, we've seen a lot of a lot of letdowns over the years in rider nation but that one that one feels like a season that you let slip away uh, and lord knows we we have great success against hamilton in the gray cup you know they're they're responsible for uh, for two of our championships so mm -hmm. you know you you got to feel confident going into that game if you uh, if you make it in but we we let it slip away and uh, and here we are. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put twenty twenty one in in the vault, and we're gonna have our top men take a look at that. Keep after it. <laughs> Let's fast forward to twenty twenty two. What has you and a lot of other Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans excited for this season? 
I, I think the biggest thing for this season is continuity. You know, there, there's not a lot of spots on the roster where there, there are gaping holes. When you have a team that should have made it to the Grey Cup last year, should, was a strong contender in the West, you want to see that continuity. And mm-hmm. out, outside of a few spots on the D-line and, of course, uh, running back with William Powell going to Ottawa, there, there was a lot of confidence going into this year with, with the guys that were already there and the players that they brought in. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, what has you concerned? What has other Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans concerned for 2022? Well, I mean, the, the biggest weakness last year at the end of the year was was our offensive line. You know, we were missing that right that right and left tackle. Taron Vaughn uh, missed all of last season. He's back this year, which is a positive. Uh, right tackle is a battle between Natty Rogers and Jamal Campbell, but we haven't seen somebody really step up yet and and take that spot. You know, and with with a Canadian battling with an American, if if it's close, we know it's going to be Jamal Campbell. He's a big guy on the right. Uh, on the right side of the line, but it's still a concern until week one when we see them all in action um, for an entire game up against a, a, a solid Hamilton or defensive line. But the other big thing for me has to be the defensive backfield. I mean, our D line will be fine. Our linebackers are arguably the strongest in the CFL this year, but we've seen a lot of loss from the guys that closed out the season last year. You you look at uh, Lucius Pirafoy is gone. Uh, to BC, Ed, uh, Edmonton took uh, Ed Ganey. Uh, we just cut uh, Blaze Brown and AJ Hendy, who were another couple of guys that were were looked at. We did have guys step up at the end of last season in in Clark and Webb, um, and we obviously are going to go with a Canadian uh, in that spot as well. But until again, you see them on the field and see them gel, it, it's got to be a concern. It's got to be a worry for uh, for the green and white. Should fans be concerned about Zach Col- uh, that's like, um, Cody Fajardo? In no. A sense? No? Not okay. at all. I, uh, I think... Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I think the biggest thing we saw last year was the, the weakness on that outside of the offensive line. He had no time. He had no confidence. And and you saw it. He was a master at making those uh, those deep balls in, in 2019. Or 20, yeah, 2019. Uh, but that was his weak spot in 2021. And I feel like a lot of that was looking at it and not really feeling comfortable in that backfield. You know, he he threw off his back foot a lot. He was he was rolling out more than he's used to. I think this year with a more solidified offensive line, should those tackles gel like we expect them to, he's going to have the time that that made him an MOP candidate in 2019. All right. Now, outside of outside of. uh, uh... For Jardo, who is one player that you have your eye on that the rest of the league should look at in terms of in terms of being a uh, uh, a dangerous weapon on offense or defense? You know, who's one guy you have your you have your eye on and should make aware of the should make aware to the rest of the league about? I mean, the obvious ones have to be uh, Shaq Evans and Duke Williams. That's uh, that's as powerful a top two. Uh, in the receiving core, as you can ask for. But if you want to go off the board a little bit, I, I have to go with Frankie uh, Frankie Hickson, uh, the, the new running back this year. I mean, we saw William Powell leave. Uh, he headed back to Ottawa. There there was one of those few spots that had a, an open competition uh, between him and uh, Jamal Morrow. And 
and Hickson took it and ran with it. And he looks like that kind of back that that can take over a game. He he's got good speed. He's got power. Um, I think given time with this offense, he will be. If he's not starting week one, he will be starting uh, before too long. And I can see see him being that clear number one back uh, in uh, green and white. So he'd be he'd be the big one if you want to go off the board. But I mean, what what can you say about Shaq Evans and Duke Williams? They're if if Shaq can get back to 2019, that's that's as good a top two as you'll find. I mean, I'd I'd put them up against any other top two in the CFL. All right, now my second to last question for you. I've been asking other podcasters about uh, in regards to a ceiling for a ceiling and a floor for wins. So for Saskatchewan Rough Riders, where do you see the ceiling and where do you see the floor? in 2022 i mean the west is always such a battle i mean you got you got two three very clear good teams winnipeg's going to be good again calgary's always good as much as we hate it um (laughs) who knows with edmonton and bc but they're going to be better than they were last year at least they they have to be they can't be a whole lot worse (laughs) the the floor i can't see them going under 500 um, there, there's too much continuity. There's too much talent on this roster. You got a home Grey Cup, and you know, guys, guys, uh, push hard for that. It's it's that extra incentive to to win the Grey Cup in your locker room. So I can see that uh, being a factor all year. Ceiling, I mean, first in the West isn't out of the question. Mm-hmm. If you want to look, you look at us. You see that again. I use that word, but that continuity. Winnipeg lost a lot of players on that offensive unit. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, of course, they do have easily the best offensive line in the league so you can yeah. you could put out five scrubs in in the receiving core and zach claros is going to have all day you know that's that's their be- their benefit there but there's no reason why we couldn't be fighting for first in the west at a 13 and 5 12 and 6 type type record all right steven i want to thank you for your time where can people find you where can they find the piffles podcast uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Safamod, the podcast, anywhere you search for your uh, your your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff is uh, Piffles Podcast. Uh, we also have a website, pifflespodcast.com. We throw up uh, articles as often as we can, and uh, we'd, we'd love for you to check them out. All right. Stephen from the Piffles Podcast, thanks so much for your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This summer, if you are looking to buy tickets for your favorite band, sports team, venue, or more, remember to buy your tickets at SeatGeek. That's S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. Visit SeatGeek.com to search for the event you want to buy tickets for this summer. If your total ticket buy is over $50, use the promo code GAZ. That's G-O-Z. GAZ. To get $20 off your purchase. Any ticket purchase over $50 from SeatGeek.com, use the promo code GOZ to get $20 off your order. Save some money and enjoy the summer by using SeatGeek.com and promo code GOZ. And finally, to represent the two-time, two-time defending Grey Cup champions for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I'm going to bring in Robert Dalton and Zach Schnitzer. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? How are we doing today? Well, I, I, I was good. Now I'm better. Now you reminded me that the Bombers are the reigning, defending, back-to-back Grey Cup champions. So, <laughs> looking looking forward to the banner raising on Friday. Yeah, I see. Uh, I see this. We got some swag going on right there on, oh, your, yeah, on yeah. your hat, there, Robert. 
I, I don't know how old Zach is, but I tell you, uh, in 2019, we haven't seen the Grey Cup in like 29 years. And so when they when they had the Grey Cup merch on sale, I raced I raced my little butt out to get it as soon as possible. And <laughs> when they went back to back, it was like, okay, I kind of like this feeling. I'm going to go right back out and get some merch. <laughs> yeah, I could speak for Robert. Lots of money <laughs> was dropped at the bomber store. Yeah, and I am also wearing my replica ring here, which all season ticket members Ooh. got as part of their season ticket member package. Uh, so that was pretty sweet. Nice. Nice. All right, gentlemen. So, Robert, I'll have you go first, and then I'll I'll follow up with you, Zach. If you had one word to describe the if it were to describe last season for your Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which word would it be and why? Dominant. And uh, dominant because they just, uh, I mean, defensively, the the Bombers were able to, you know, put the game in their favor early on. Uh, I, I don't know what the, what the record or what the stats in the fourth quarter was ended up being at the end of the game because, or at the end of the year because, they play like three meaningless games to end the season, but they, they allowed like what six points at total throughout the season in the fourth yeah. quarter. Um, it got to the point where you got some teams that were gambling on, on third and long because they knew that they, they did the bombers got in their head and that they weren't going to be doing anything in the fourth quarter. So if you didn't score now, you weren't going to score at all. And to have, to have that, those mind games so early on in the game and so, you know, natural progression throughout the season. I, I, I don't know how Dominic could, could not be the word that jumps up the top of my mind. Yeah, I would, I would agree with Robert and I I'll just throw a synonym because I think he, he pretty much covered it, Ryan, but I might say underappreciated. This was a team that ended up 11 and three, like Ryan uh, Robert said, sorry, there was two meaningless games at the end of the season. One, which kind of ruined that crazy defensive record. Uh, that was the one in Calgary. But prior to that, six points in the fourth quarter in total, like the fourth quarter was basically a graveyard for other teams. And the Bombers, they were on the verge of history, so it's unfortunate. I think if they made it, maybe if they made history, people would be talking about them more, but they come out of a COVID year, and they got beaten once straight up. That's very unusual in the CFL. And then maybe it was tainted by the fact that the games in the playoffs, the, the Western Final and Grey Cup, were close. But this was a team that, despite their kicking woes, was blowing teams out. And I don't know that people are talking about them much. Hmm. So we're going to put 2021 the back ball. We're going to have our top men look at it. They'll get their rings later. But let's fast <laughs> forward to coming up this week, starting this week, actually. What are, and Zach, I'll throw it to you first. What are you and a lot of Blue Bomber fans excited about for your team this in this season? I think like there's a few like Robert has been following the team closely too. There's a few injuries on defense. The kicking game is kind of up in the air, but the offense I would say should click pretty quickly. It's the second year under Buck Pierce. 
They've got a really dynamic backfield with two young stud Canadians and Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine. And Caleros is the reigning MOP, reigning Great Cup MVP. They've added a, a really, really consistently great receiver in Greg Ellingson. And a young uh, first-year American named Dalton Schoen, who's who's blocked well in camp and, and preseason. And he's got a touchdown. He's got some good size, six, I believe he's about six one, two hundred or something. So the, the offense should hum. And of course, it, uh, you say unappreciated, Brian. Our O line is yeah. just absolutely A plus. We, uh, we lost Drew Desjardins to New England and, yeah. and Jeff Gray will step right in. Yeah, I'm as as someone who used to play offensive line, I always have an appreciation for for the hogs up front. So yeah, yeah, I, I I that's one of the things I've come to admire with the Blue Bombers over the past couple of years. Their line, their offensive line is just so good, yeah. so good. Robert, what about you? What are some? What are you excited about for 2022? You, you know, I'm excited about a possible f- another full year of Zach Claris. Um, last year, like we you know when, when we acquired him at the trade deadline uh, in 2019. We only got one regular season game and, of course, that impressive Grey Cup run. And then, I mean, I knew that if he was going to remain healthy, the only team that would probably help that would be the Bombers' offensive line. But there there really wasn't proof behind that. So in 2021, when he was healthy for all the games that he started, minus, I mean, he finished all the games that he started, uh, minus the, the one in Calgary, which, whatever, was meaningless. Uh, I'm excited to actually see a whole, you know, not a non-shortened year uh, mm. with Zach Claros at the helm. And like Zach said, Brady Oliveira, Johnny Augustine, uh, replacing a legend in Andrew Harris uh, yeah. with that offensive line. Greg Ellenson coming in, Rasheed Bailey taking a, a more leadership role. Uh, Nick Dembski also taking more leadership role now that Andrew Harris is gone. Uh, and Buck Pierce, I mean, he was... Uh, I don't know if there's words to describe his play calling because I don't, it, it didn't, wasn't bad for a first year offensive coordinator. And I think I, if there's anything that's underappreciated, uh, I, I think that word is the word of the day of this, uh, of the show. Um, <laughs> it's Buck Pierce. I don't think anybody really talks about Buck Pierce because Pierce was, he was a running back coach, uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Quarterback coach, and then when Paul Police left for Ottawa, boom, he, he jumps in offensive quarter in a coordinator position. And I don't think the Bombers missed a beat. In fact, I, I really think they were kind of improved. I know a lot of that has to do with the fact that Zach Kalaros was an improvement over Matt Nichols, but uh, <laughs> you didn't miss a beat uh, going from Paul Police to uh, Buck Pierce. 
And on the flip side, let's go to the flip side here. What has what has you? And I know Zach, you mentioned a couple of things, but what has you concerned for this season for the Blue Bombers? Uh, should I go? I'll go. Um, yeah, like the the kicking game, Ryan is concerning. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Legio, who's now going to handle all three duties. It looks like uh, because Ali Mortada, who was an incumbent who really struggled last year, is now on the practice roster. So it opens up some roster flexibility. But Legio's punts, I would say, I don't know, Robert, but you think that they were pretty good. I think they were average. I think he can grow there. His it doesn't look like his kickoff averages are the are the greatest. But again, he's a young guy. His field goals were hit and miss. So this is a guy that had the U Sports record for accuracy, which University Sports at 92%. But as we all know, you know, kicking is very mental. You know, he you go out there kind of on an island, and I think that's tough for a young guy. He's only second year. So that's something that I would say is is pretty concerning for the Bombers. As I said last year, they were blowing teams out. So even when Hurtado was missing three field goals, you know, they, they might beat you by two scores instead of three, right? Now with the parity in the league with Ottawa and Edmonton, I think you're going to come back to the pack here. I don't think you can afford to have a, a kicker who's only hitting 50% of their field goals. So Legio has potential. It's just whether he can put it together, maybe even psychologically. Just to bump off that point, because uh, the new voice of the, the Bombers, Derek Taylor, uh, on his uh, off-season project through the Canadian Football per- Perspective Breakdown show, he said that Mark Legio was a, I think he led the league, or I guess, most of his misses were from 40 plus. So it, within the 40, he was good. It's just that I think they they relied on him too much uh, outside of the 40, which is something that they they actually had the benefit of Justin Medlock in years prior. <laughs> like you just yep. stop at the midfield and Medlock would just still nail it. Uh, it was like an old hat. Um, and I think they they probably, you know, they went through the kicking game. And I, and I think uh, Zach mentioned it. Like they were blowing teams. I don't think I've ever heard of teams leaving so many points on the field for whatever reason, and still, like they they, they were they were beating teams. I mean, at one point, forty five nothing, uh, thirty <laughs> thirty one to eight, twenty three or twenty six to nine, or something. They, like they left ten, twelve points on the field uh, just by missed field goals alone, and that would that would have been scary. I mean, we're talking about underappreciated then. Uh, that's a whole new uh, can of worms to open. Uh, another thing that I wanted to to talk about is, you know, the Bombers were kind of, they got, unst- I don't want to say they got unscathed with injuries last year, uh, but right now they're going to be without one of the their star safeties in the league and Brandon Alexander for, I don't know how long, maybe a month, maybe a two, two months, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the backup safety is going to be uh, for the, for at least how the, the season starts because, Brandon Alexander turned that safety to being a stingy defense to a, a, a bully type defense. They, they they beat the crap out of you every time that they got a chance to and they stole your lunch money. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how guys like, uh, uh, you know, is, is Noah Hallett's going to be performing up to up to that standards or do, do they find someone to be able to take that spot from Alexander until he comes back? All right. So for both of you, which 
who is one player that you both kind of have your eye on that other that fans of other teams should keep their eye on this coming season? Like who's one player that's kind of under the radar who's ready to break out this season? Whew. That is hard because when you go from a 20, go from like a team that, that just handled its business, like no other, like last year, it's really, it's really impossible to go under the radar because right. everybody's looking for you. You've got that <laughs> huge bullseye on your, on your back and everybody's gunning for you. But if there was one, if there was uh, a player that I expect to maybe come out of nowhere, uh, it would come from the linebacking core and either the weak side linebacker in Kyrie Wilson or perhaps the uh, a rookie linebacker that's playing Sam is either Donald Rutledge Jr. Uh, they, Michael Shea and other coaches like what they've done in uh, in training camp in a couple of the preseason games. So it would not surprise me, considering how this defense runs, if Rutledge just completely shines uh, within the first couple of weeks. Well, uh, if I may, I'll, I'll put a quick plug in for Nick Dembski. I, I I know he's not he's not someone that flies under the radar, but I I'm looking for him to actually take it to the next level. Maybe get a thousand, maybe twelve hundred yards. Plus, he can run the ball. He's a veteran now on this team. He's now the Oak Park graduate. Uh, now uh, the sole Oak Park graduate. Now that Andrew Harris left, a local boy. He can return punts. He can take the top off a defense. He can run the jet sweep. And so uh, if he stays healthy, uh, my partner Darren Bombing calls him the Canadian Swiss Army knife. He can just do yeah. everything for you. And I, I don't know about you, Robert or, or Ryan, I found whenever the Bombers have sort of their offense has been stuck in the mud, it seems to be Nick Dembski that, that makes a play that just sort of yep. opens things up because it's hard for a defense to stop a guy that can do everything. So I am really excited about a potential most outstanding Canadian campaign for, for Nick Dembski. And I'll just put a quick uh, quick plug in for uh, Robert was talking about safety and who's going to fill in for Brandon Alexander. That's a tall order because he's basically an assassin. Uh, he just he just rocks people, and he's the captain of that defense. Malcolm Thompson is a guy who's turned heads. He certainly turned my head, and he certainly seemed to break heads in that safety position. Uh, he's pl- I believe he played for Hamilton last year. And so it looks like he may be starting, maybe battling it out with Nick Hallett or Noah Hallett, who I think is injured. So so Malcolm Thompson's a guy that I'm going to be looking at to see not only can he lay the lumber like he's done, but can he captain that defense from that from that umbrella, that five-man umbrella, and make the right reads, which is probably even more important than than, you know, knocking your socks off. All right. So I've asked this of other podcasts hosts that I've interviewed. I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. For the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2022, what's your wins ceiling and what's your wins floor? Zach, I'll, I'll have you start first. Oh boy, that's a tough one. You're allowed there's, to say 18 you're allowed to say 18 and 0. And well, ne- neither of us is Ryan Ballant. There, there's a great guy, Ryan Ballantyne for Calgary, <laughs> the horseman. Yeah. He likes to say He was my first interview. He said the exact he said he said yeah. that. He's like, Yeah, we're going we 18 and 0. <laughs> I've actually never met him. I'm sure you have, Robert. Uh, seems like a yeah. great guy. I think he says it in jest partially, but I I'm not quite sure. Uh, Robert would know better. <laughs> 
I would say, so it's interesting. The East, I think, is going to be stronger. I don't know what you guys think. The East, I think, is going to be stronger than than years past. And the West is really wild. Like, I don't know what you're going to get out of these teams. I think we have Saskatchewan's number. I expect us to win two of three there. So I think we'll be good. I I don't know what to to what we're going to see from the Elks with Chris Jones. Uh, you know, you you could have the kicker playing quarterback for God's sakes. <laughs> I think BC is 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 kind of a sexy team, and they they've got some big guns. They've got uh, Rourke. I don't know how great he's going to be. I, I think if he can stay healthy, maybe they're a five hundred team in Calgary. Bowley by Mitchell has not looked good in preseason, but Jake Meyer has been impressive. I would say that the the ceiling for me would be, mm, I want to say 12 wins with the parity this year, just to be reasonable. Uh, and the floor, I can't see them having any less than 10. I just think with the, the quality of their coaching, their talent, even with some of the holes we've been talking about, even if Rutledge at Sam linebacker struggles, you've still got Big Hill right beside him. And and Kyrie Wilson is a very underappreciated, that's the word of the day, uh, Will linebacker. So I, I see them at 12, uh, 12 and 10, but you know, maybe 13 or 14 wouldn't surprise me, guys. Yeah, you 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 put last year's record at, at like, what, what were they, 11 and 3? Yeah. You put that in a 18 game season, it's probably 15 and three uh, or 14 and four. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't anticipate we, we go through records and we go through uh, on our show uh, during, during our nine teams in nine weeks, we predict every team's wins and losses just based on going schematically through each game each week. So I actually have the bombers finishing 13 and five Um uh, that's probably that takes into consideration as well is that you know even if teams are a little bit better than they than they have been last year, I think Saskatchewan's too good not to win at least Labor Day. I think Calgary's too good not to win at least the game at home against Winnipeg. Uh, BC, oh. my co-host Tony has them finishing one in seventeen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think they've learned. I don't think that coaching staff has learned that uh, they refuse to run the ball. Uh, they don't, and if they just keep on passing it, they don't have the offensive line to to keep their quarterback upright. And they've got a quarterback who is, I mean, granted as a rookie, is does not putting up good numbers. And now you're going to have to expect him to sort of get off topic about another team outside of Winnipeg. But it, was, it just, it just does not the. All that does not equal success in BC and Edmonton. You might sneak off a win, maybe against Winnipeg, but Chris Jones is obviously going to bring a good defense. It's all he does offensively. Who's who knows what they're going to do a quarterback? Obviously, it's Nick Arbuckle, um, but I I don't anticipate them having that much success offensively. Uh, so I think honestly, it's a three-team race, and I think just Winnipeg is just that much better than Calgary and Saskatchewan. The East, I know everybody is going. I know everybody is in love with the idea of the East bringing parity. I don't see it. I I see Montreal not being as good. I see Toronto falling way back. Mm-hmm. Ottawa improving, yeah, but they had to because they've been horrible <laughs> the last couple of seasons. And when you look at their each group, their offensive line, receiver, quarterback. I don't. I think it pales in comparison to Hamilton. So, 
Hamilton leads the East. Ottawa close, maybe a second. And then Montreal and uh, Toronto falling somewhere in the wayside to hold off on a Western crossover. But yeah, to go back to the original question, uh, I, I, I think 13 and five is a legitimate expectation. Uh, and probably 11 and seven is maybe the floor. That's my expectation. Okay. Guys, I want to thank you both for making an appearance on No Credentials Required. Uh, You had the floor for the next uh, minute to plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Where can people find anything you are uh, writing or podcasting? Where can people find you? Zach, Zach, I'll start with you first. Well, funny you ask. I just changed my my, uh, handle to make it easier for people. Uh, I'm at Zach Schnitzer 48 on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I'm Zach Schnitzer. Uh, there's not many of us in the world. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was doing a podcast. It's kind of on hiatus. It was called the let's go bombers podcast. And you could, you could find it through my uh, Twitter profile and Instagram right now. I paired up with uh, a guy named Darren bombing and we're at uh www.bonfiresports.ca and you can see all our live shows we're doing a post-game show called bonfire after dark we're doing uh bonfire midweek tuesday nights at 7 30 and then he's got well by far the best show is is his pregame with chris walby a legendary offensive lineman nice. probably the best ever and uh that that's what i'm doing now ryan all right uh, myself uh, you can catch me on Twitter at uh, Rouge Daltz. Um, I have Instagram, but I don't. It's really tied in with my Facebook, so I don't. I don't really know what the handle is on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but our podcast can be found at Rouge Radio on Twitter, and of course, uh, we're starting to do a lot more things through YouTube, through uh, one-on-one interviews, podcast, uh, other video content, top ten trade trees uh, through the CFL. It's really kind of interesting. Um, of course, I don't know the exact page through YouTube, but I'm sure if you search up uh, Rouge Radio through YouTube, you can find it. And of course, the podcast uh, through uh, for your ear holes, you can find it through whatever podcast app that you like, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, whatever you need. Robert, right. I got to interrupt. What what episode number are you guys at, you and Tony? Because it's pretty impressive. Well, it's funny. Uh, we have to re-record because we, we recorded an episode last night which then we had laptop issues. Uh, oh. but, so we're going to have to re-record, but it will, we are at episode 437. Whew. Yeah, it, that's guys. incredible. Yeah. Good for you guys. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, we went a little longer than the 10 minutes I anticipated we were going to have, <laughs> but that's okay. When you're the champs, when you're the two-time champs, you can go as long as you want. Exactly. Thanks again, for, thanks again for joining me. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. And again, I want to thank every single podcast host that was able to be a part of this preview for the West Division of the CFL. That includes Charles Cliff of Let's Talk, Charles Cliff of Let's Talk CFL, Ryan Ballantyne of the Horseman Podcast, Andrew from the Turf District, Stephen from the Piffles Podcast, and Zach and Robert for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Before we close, just want to remind you about our social channels again. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell for when videos are released. My name is Ryan McCarthy. Tune in tomorrow morning for the next edition of the Morning Cup. This has been No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 